Row, row, row your boat vigorously upstream. Merrily, 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 merrily beat the Nazi team. Well, welcome to another review here at Feel and Film. I'm your resident film critic, Aaron White, and I'm going to be talking about the new sports biopic, The Boys in the Boat from Amazon MGM Studios. It stars Callum Turner, Joel Edgerton, Hadley Robinson, and Peter Guinness. It is directed by George Clooney, written by Mark L. Smith, and based on the 2013 book of the same name by Daniel James Brown. Cinematography is by Martin Rui, edited by Tanya M. Swirling, and music is by the always excellent Alexander Desplat. It runs 124 minutes and is rated PG-13 for language and smoking. What's it about? A 1930s set story centered on the University of Washington's rowing team, from their Depression-era beginnings to winning gold at the 1936 Berlin Olympics. Now, I came into this with very high hopes, as I am a big fan of sports stories, especially true ones, in general. And on top of that, this one is about the hometown Washington Huskies. That's right, I'm in Seattle, and so it's a little bit extra getting to learn about something that was amazing that happened literally on a campus, or started, I guess I should say, from a campus that is merely maybe five, six, seven miles away from where I am sitting right now recording this review. Now, the way that this story is told is largely through the perspective of one main character whose name is Joe Rance. He's one of the boys that will eventually be on the rowing team that accomplishes earning the gold medal in Germany. We start off with a lot of character development. We learn about Joe in college, and he's an engineering student, doesn't have a lot of money, is struggling with that aspect because he's been living on his own for several years, kind of cut off from his parents. There's a, a lot of trauma there in his lack of relationship with them and just having to try and make it on his own. He doesn't seem very good with women. There is a little bit of a romantic element here as well. He has a crush on a girl named Joyce, and he's much too shy to kind of come out and make sure something is made of a relationship with her. Luckily, she's not shy. She's very aggressive and makes things happen between the two of them. And I kind of enjoyed their relationship through line. It's a, a minor subplot, but I liked the chemistry and the scenes that they share together. Now, with Joe needing money, he gets convinced to try out for the local rowing team with several other boys as a way of hopefully earning room and board to stay in college. And we get your typical struggles uh, that they go through as he begins learning about the sport and starting to try and become better at it, having to balance his normal everyday schoolwork with the rigorous physical demands that are required to perform at a high level in a sport such as rowing. We spend a little bit of time with the boys getting to know each one of them and their personalities, but it's not a lot. It feels like a lot of time that we spend with them, but yet we don't get very deep, which is a major criticism I have. I, I don't really even remember anyone's names except for Joe, and 
it's a little bit of a bummer when this is not a story about a single person's athletic achievement. This is a team event. It takes all of them in unison at the top of their game in order to achieve their goals. And yet, we're really only left thinking about Joe. A couple of the other main characters are George Pocock. He is a boat builder. He keeps the rings going strong and Joe forms a little bit of a mentor-mentee relationship with him as a way to incorporate some of his interest in the engineering side of the sport. And then you have Coach Al Ubrickson, played by Joel Edgerton. He's under immense pressure to make a run at the Pac-12 Conference Championship and get his team to Berlin. America is sort of in a depression because of the recent wars and everyone's very much afraid of losing their jobs. They want to perform, and they have to perform in order to get funding. And so there's a push and pull between what the coach thinks is best for the team and what he believes will give them the best opportunity to succeed versus what people above him feel like they need to put out there on the water as a product to sell to investor sponsors, uh, donation, get donations, things like that. Even getting to Berlin beyond just winning races in order to qualify is a challenge for them. They have to find a way to fund their trip. And then once they get there, they have to deal with illness to team members and unscrupulous rule changes that weaken their chances of success. The races themselves are about as thrilling as they possibly could be, considering the sport is rowing, and they're honestly the best part of the movie. There's lots of close-up shot of grunting faces and hands moving the oars powerfully and in sync, and there's some amazing overhead photography showing all of the boats in their individual lanes moving at the same time and gives you a sense of what it would be like to experience a race like this. This is also the time when that inspirational Displot score is doing its best work. It's swelling in the background, and it's easy to be swept up by the moment and root for these underdogs. This is a really cool story, and frankly, it's competently told. I just wish that the first two-thirds of the movie had even half the energy and feeling of investment that the final races in the Olympics do. Because that's the only time I really felt locked in and caring much about the story and what was happening. I'm usually kinder to sports films than most. There's just nothing interesting about the way that Clooney tells this story. He has no directorial personality, no style. Large portions of this movie lacked any propulsive energy or dynamism. And yeah, it's very casual and predictably formulaic. That's not always a bad thing, but in this case, it is utterly safe and boring filmmaking. And it has no superb performances to elevate it emotionally. By the end, I was just left feeling like this was a major disappointment, and I'd kind of wasted two hours when I could have just read the Wikipedia page and gotten the same information a lot quicker and maybe had more time to spend with a better film. Honestly, the Huskies deserved better. This one didn't work for me. And I think that in a crowded year of Christmas releases, this is not the one that's gonna stand out in 2023. But if you're up for finding out yourself, The Boys in the Boat will be in theaters on December 25th. That's it for me in this review. Thank you for listening on a podcast app of your choice or watching on YouTube. Please like, subscribe, and always 
Share us with others that you think might enjoy. As always, I'll be back very soon with more. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling film.